What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we boot scoot and boogie our way out of February and jump right into March. And hopefully y'all hanging out with us today will ease any of the stress levels that you've been feeling mm-hmm. for the past week and some change or maybe past like hour and a half because the movie we're talking about today is quite stressful yeah but we'll try and keep it uh we'll try and keep, keep it, it a little light. bit more yeah <laughs> you know, like, more light uh so this can maybe feel a little bit more of a uh, an escape for you i do say though i hope you guys enjoyed our lineup that we had in february uh we had a ton of fun Picking out all the movies for that month and also talking about all the movies for that month. Our last episode, we feel like we really went out with a bang, had like the best time. Um, So yeah, we really hope you guys enjoyed the February lineup that we had. And kind of going off of that, first of all, a happy women history, women's history month homies. It is March, baby. Um, Let's go. So first of all, happy to that. Also, St. Patrick's Day is this month. So uh, those two things, we have some exciting choices uh, that go with both of those things for this month. But for this first choice, we took to the Instagram. Mm -hmm. We asked a little question. We said, what do you guys want to hear us talk about next? We got some awesome suggestions. So thank you so much to everybody that answered that because like tens across the board, We got some really great suggestions that we're definitely going to be looking into and also some that just kind of reaffirmed our knowledge of like, okay, yes, they want us to talk about this, which is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. But one of the things uh, that was brought up when we posed that question was this movie today, which is Creep. So I creep. Yeah, just keep it on the down low so nobody knows I'm a serial killer. But yes, we are going to be doing Creep today, which uh, first time watch for me, Mm -hmm. Erica, for you as well? Twas not. Twas Um, not. This is actually... I've seen this movie many times, and this is actually one that I have recommended before uh, through Homies of Horror. I have recommended this movie as a found footage movie um, that I just think that people should check out. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is one that I have watched. I I will say it's been a while. It's been Mm -hmm. probably a couple years since the last time that I watched it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's one that I feel like I knew you hadn't seen, but then yeah. when you said that, it's, it kind of shook me at the same time. So <laughs> You're like, oh, we must. We, we must see this. We must. It solidified the choice. Well, it definitely popped out because I know we've had conversation about Creep in the mm-hmm. past. So whether it was the first time I told you that I didn't see it and you 
properly reprimanded me for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think this may have been a choice for one of our Discord decides, perhaps a couple months ago, that didn't get picked, um, but was still one that I think we were both like interested in covering at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing it pop up again, I thought, oh, what, what better time? Yes. What better time to discuss it, watch it for you, and rewatch mm-hmm. it for me. Um, I will say I have I had a little spooky moment uh, setting up for the recording today. Do I regret rewatching Creep? I don't know. Maybe. Because it scared <laughs> <laughs> I got a little creeped out uh, being alone and having a camera facing towards me in this moment in time. Mm-hmm. But and being in a new household too. That's also <laughs> that's that's a thing. You got got to be wary of that, you know. Yes. I've just I feel as if I'm giving off very much Aaron vibes, yeah. which is not And you are. You what are. I, I, can, be. I can <laughs> <laughs> I can safely say seeing you in this moment, I am worried for your safety, but I hope you make it through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if I make it to the end. Fingers crossed. Um, but I say let's let's dive into into the creep, shall we? Uh we shall oh, indeed. Oh, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We need as many of those as possible because we cannot afford the actual yeah. songs. <laughs> so <laughs> please insert wherever you feel fit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But like we said today, we're talking about Creep from 2014. This movie was directed, written, and starring Patrick Bryce, along with some writing assistants, and also starring Mark Duplass. When a videographer named Aaron answers an online ad for a job, he thinks he's in for an easy paycheck. He meets Joseph, a cancer survivor on his last months who is hoping to document his life for his soon-to-be-born child. However, there's something not quite right about Joseph and his stories. Insert lackluster pancakes spirit halloween masks and tubby time with a fuck i couldn't do it (laughs) and tubby time with a full-grown man here our film concludes with aaron less worried about keeping his job and more worried about making it out of this house alive also oh that's peach fuzz roll credits Oh, who that? Nah, nah, oh, that, that's just Peach Fuzz. <laughs> that thing. Oh, that's just, that's just the homie Peach Fuzz. Don't worry about that. Peach Fuzz. <laughs> no, not the Teletubby name. I've just never. <laughs> it's just such an interesting choice for first of all to name a mask, mm-hmm. and then name it Peach Fuzz because I think the implication is like because of the hair. Ah. Okay. But at the same time. I honestly time, saw no connection no. between yeah. Peach Fuzz and it. So I will take whatever I can get. I believe you there. I'm just assuming, but still. It's not the weirdest choice that Joseph makes. 
um, mm-hmm. by far, but it's up there. It, it it is it is, and through through perusing too, I guess. Um, as they were coming up with this, um, they amused the idea of calling this movie Peach Fuzz or whatever yes. this series of movies was going to be, because apparently there are. This is a trilogy. Did not know that. Yeah. Or there is a second one and then a third one on the way, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, I guess Peach Fuzz was in the realm of like initial titles. It's a weird name for the mask, but as just like a horror title, I don't think it's actually the worst, it, you know? It kind of slaps. I would say I think that that would actually have been a really great name. I'm happy with Creep. I think that that mm-hmm. works equally as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. Peach Fuzz would have also been a very, I think, attention-grabbing name because mm-hmm. you would be thinking, why? What is this? <laughs> why? And then, what is Peach Fuzz? And then I'd be, you know, sprinkled throughout the film, which is pretty cool. But yeah, a little bit more about the conception of this movie um, is that, like you said, it is written and starring the uh really just two people throughout which is mark and mark and patrick right Mm -hmm. yes so um they are friends who wanted to do a movie together so mark uh duplass i i do know from the tv show the league that is where i first is he in the league he is in the league Okay, I've never like really watched the league. I've had plenty okay. of friends who were league league heads, and I've never watched it. But, who were okay. leaguers? Yeah, leaguers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is in that show, and that is where I first saw him. And I okay. saw him in that before I watched this movie, and so okay. to me, he was a comedy guy. And mm-hmm. I will say, after reading a little bit more about the background for this film, that is what this movie started as, is a dark comedy, which it still has those elements, but obviously they moved it more into a psychological horror. But I mean, regardless, it was always going to be found footage. Mm-hmm. Um, they had bare bones skeleton script that really was just you know the situations and then they built from there so they were really kind of Mm -hmm. making things up on the fly which you know i i think works well for a found footage movie yeah for found footage and then movies that are fully in your control too Mm -hmm. like if it's you and your friend making a movie i think you can get away with that a lot easier um that's probably something that's a bit harder when you have like producers breathing down your neck for it, which I'm sure they still had people producing, but it seems with such a small cast and the idea being theirs that a lot of this was a passion project for them. Yeah, def- exactly. And that's what they they say is that it really was just to start. It really was like, hey, me and my friend want to make this movie. So they kind of weren't even bugging about it. They were like, if it ends up being shitty, it kind of doesn't matter because that's mm-hmm. not why we were doing this until it got picked up by Blumhouse and they were like, shit, okay, we kind (laughs) of like, we kind of need those to be good. But Mm -hmm. I guess while they were filming it, they were showing things like, you know, showing what they had filmed to their friends. And it was actually their friends who said, you guys should move more towards the tense scenes and like relish in those more and make it scarier and move away from it being a dark comedy character study 
they're like, you guys need to move in that direction. That's where this movie should go. And then from mm -hmm. there, that's where they added many of the things that happen in the latter half of this movie. And the first half, I guess, keep, kept about 50% of what they were originally kind of going towards. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I thought that was that was cool. And obviously they said, you know, found footage was nice because it's cheap and it's easy. And if you are banking on a low budget and you don't have time to write a script, that's great. Truly, <laughs> it truly is. And, you know, this movie makes me a believer in that, too. Granted, though, longtime listeners know, and I think you know, that I am a bit of a sucker for found footage. I do enjoy mm -hmm. found footage. Um, however, this is a really well done found footage movie and it gave me more hope in that realm in terms of just like the ability to make a good film and found footage still. And I mean, this is 2014, but still, you know, like in the late 2020s and whatnot, like I think found footage has not fully died. There are still things to be explored mm -hmm. and at its core, it is great for that reason. It's fucking cheap as hell. You can shoot it with a skeleton crew, mm -hmm. and you can still tell a really good story when it's done well. So, um, cheers to found footage not fully dying in the <laughs> early 2000s like we thought it would. Yeah, cheers to it making many, many a comeback. Some more <laughs> successful than others, but it is really nice when you do see one that is done successfully. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's just go straight from there. Roshane, you mm -hmm. know I was going to ask you. Yes, you please. knew I was waiting for it. Mm -hmm. What's in your notebook? All right. Well, the first thing in my notebook is I quit this job at the car jump scare. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way Joseph pulled up on Aaron is a is going to be a, a big nope for me, dog. I, I would never, a never big, continue that job. A big N-O. Yeah. That's the thing. That is one of my cons for this movie is the jump scare business and mm -hmm. i get it i get that that is a character trait of joseph it's meant to be annoying it's meant to infuriate the audience just as much as it infuriates like aaron i understand that but oh my fucking god <laughs> This, this man, man jumps out at me one more time. <laughs> a swift punch straight into the nostrils because it happens so many times within such a short span of time. Mm -hmm. And I just, it happens too many times, I think, where it's, I, after, I can excuse it as a character trait for so long. But at the same uh -huh. time, they are using it as a jump scare. It is, it is both. And yeah. So it can it. I will only allow you to get away with cheap jump scares for so long. And I think that it's just the nature of having a found footage movie that is based on a human being. There's no paranormal aspect in this movie. So what are you going to do to make a regular person scary? How are right. you going to make that scary in found footage without having no you know, bounds because you do, mm -hmm. you have a person. And so I get that creating that kind of a person who likes to just jump out of nowhere. It, it works in, in kind of finding a way around that. But for me, this movie is much more successful, scary when it's the more 
slow burner scares like later on when aaron's coming down the stairs and joseph is just standing there that's way mm -hmm. scarier to me than, than any of the jumps than joseph jumping out from the fucking bushes like punch him if you don't <laughs> punch him <laughs> that's on you like i don't know what you want me to say <laughs> no, that's true it's true and I, you know what i agree with you i do think that despite the fact that it is pretty solidified that it is a character choice that mm -hmm. this character likes to do this jumping thing fine okay but i agree it was a bit overused and did become a bit of a con because it lost its luster the more it had, like every single time it happened it happened less good mm -hmm. um not not by any um fault of them but just the novelty of it had worn off and I think there was a place for it there. I think the initial one at the car is a good one because it does kind of jar you into this scenario. Um, we, you know, we start off the movie with Aaron coming to this place to work for this mysterious person who he does not know. And then he gets to the house and no one's answering. No one's picking up his calls. Like it's a weird setup. And so him jumping out of nowhere it's good. It's good. It's like it's a genuine it's a genuine jump scare and it's motivated by something. Right. And then I even enjoy the jump scare in the forest, too, just based on the uh, conversational subtext that we get for it later on mm -hmm. um, as he's discussing like, oh, you look like you're going to kill me there and like all that stuff that he talks about. I think that part is good as well. So in both those situations, I think the jump scare thing works very, very nicely. Um, every time he does it in the house, it's just really annoying. Like it's just so annoying. Annoying. He does it in the bathtub. He does it later. I actually don't mind the one later on too too much where he's out on the porch. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it starts to make it where. And I also think that this is a character choice of Aaron not being super aware of his surroundings. Yeah. Um, but still, you didn't hear. You didn't know he was out on the porch. You didn't hear a single <laughs> step, a single twig snap, not a creak. Mm -hmm. And he's behind you, illuminated behind you. all of a sudden. And he's also, we find out later, very drugged up at that point, yeah, too. He's, so <laughs> He's like just pumped full of, what did he say, like Benadryl or ibuprofen like, yeah, like, or something? Like Benadryl mixed with whiskey yeah. and shit like that. Like, yeah, if the whiskey shot was a full glass. So not only, yeah, it's not only Benadryl, it's like... A tumbler full of whiskey that he has ingested at this point. I'm assuming he. The man doesn't stumble once, though. He mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like he keeps his balance. The way he goes down them stairs when he needs to, the swiftness with which he finds peach fuzz. He ran faster <laughs> than me when I'm sober. He was down there in a flash. So yeah, he. It's just a. It's a couple too many. I think they could have cut. Either cut them out or spaced them out a little bit mm -hmm. better, and maybe yeah. it wouldn't have been so frustrating, but it did reach a certain point for me, and that is something that even I noted the first time I watched it before, you know, mm -hmm. when I was just watching it for fun, that I was like, this is, they're doing this a lot, and yes, yeah. it makes me hate Joseph, which I am supposed to, and yes, even I know I've met people like that. So I, I get the feelings that they were trying to bring about. But man, is it just too many. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, and even on the character of Joseph, too, like, we'll, we'll kind of circle back around to Aaron, mm-hmm. but um, talking about Joseph for a little bit here, outside of the jump scares being overused, I did think that this was a well-crafted character, um, especially for this kind of movie and what we're going for. I thought Joseph um, really matched for an antagonist for me. He was everything that I was kind of looking for for this kind of story. Um And I think that's what adds to the frustration of the jump scaring bits, because the subtleties in the performance are very good at um, at saying exactly what I think the script is trying to say in those moments. The little imageries that we get with Joseph, one of my favorite shots of the film being the the stairway shot Mm -hmm. with the light behind him in silhouette. That shot is fantastic, which is Uh, the cover, the cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that shot is absolutely brilliant. And uh, even when they're on the patio, I don't like that there's a jump scare there, but the way that everything is framed and mm-hmm. the way that everything is shot in that bit, I think is really good. Oh, yeah, because that's a great moment. I I love the moments where Joseph slips a little bit and you realize that there's something deeper going on because Mm -hmm. he has what i will call the three he hits aaron with the three c's straight off the bat he hits him with charm charisma and cancer because that's how he reels him in is he says Mm -hmm. i am dying of cancer which is a is immediately elicit sympathy because you're like oh my god that's horrible and so he pulls him in he pulls on his heartstrings but also he is enough of a charming guy he he's like a salesman where he compliments and he compliments and he makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room and so he'll have these moments of being fucking weird and then he'll switch Mm -hmm. it around really really well but i love seeing those moments where he slips and you kind of see that aggression underneath which and one of them happens on the porch when Aaron Mm -hmm. lets him know that he the jig is up basically and you see him like (laughs) change from oh sad and whimpery to really aggressive and then another time that happens is when they're at the pancake place and Joseph is kind of waiting for Aaron to forgive him for taking pictures of him without his consent and basically watching him. Um, Joseph's waiting for Aaron to say, yeah, okay, I forgive you. I moved past it. And there's a moment where he, Aaron's not saying anything and Mm -hmm. Joseph gets kind of snappy and like almost forces his hand to say, okay, yeah, like it's cool. And I, I love those moments because that's when you really get to see like the real him, which obviously Mm -hmm. we see at the very end again is he's much more sinister and he's not this goofy kind of go lucky guy that he plays himself off as being Mm -hmm. yeah the what's very scary about this character isn't what he's saying it's what he's not saying Mm -hmm. because we all know that there's something up like that we like even without knowing the plot of this story you just know something's not right about this setup and to his credit, I think the character of Joseph does a good job in hiding it. He really he really does. And you see part of that, honestly, through Aaron, 
because I was very grateful at the fact that Aaron was not a dumb character. Mm -hmm. Aaron knew that his circumstances were strange. Um, Every time something strange happened, Aaron was able to at least register the fact that, okay, that was strange. But I think the story was written in a well enough way that it still made sense that he was there. Like, like jokes aside, would have left this job at seven different moments, right? But the fact that he goes through with this entire day makes sense. Like, yeah. he is, he's a professional vide- videographer. He got paid for the job. He got paid up front for the entire mm-hmm. thing. So at that point, he's just like, well, I got paid. So I'm yeah. along for the ride of this job. Like, I think that's something that a lot of people can sympathize with, especially freelance workers understand that sentiment um but he is not shy about calling shit out at least for himself and for the audience of being like that's kind of fucking weird Mm -hmm. let me just say if i was aaron the minute i would have known something was weird with joseph is the the pancakes those bitches were dry where's the syrup (laughs) where was the syrup there was where was the syrup there was a drizzle of syrup (laughs) on a stack of three pancakes something is wrong that's what i would have been like "Mm." sums up and he even but uh, i'd like that too because he even clocked the whole idea that um this guy's talking about the pancakes he's talking about this restaurant Mm -hmm. that he's been going to his whole life and he catches the little comment of like huh what uh i wonder what they have good here yeah yeah, and he's like, um, the pancakes. Haven't you <laughs> the pancakes? That's literally what you just talked about, right? Yeah. Say what? I know a little place called Billy Bears has the best goddamn pancakes in the world. You still hungry? All right, I'm buying lunch. All right, let's do it. Let's get out of here. Okay. Let's see what's good here. It's pancakes, right? Didn't you say you used to come here with your family? What's that? Didn't you used to come here for years? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just they changed the menu. So I was just curious if there was anything else. But, yeah, I mean, obviously the pancakes are the thing. You were just hyping this bitch up like it was International House of Pancakes. (laughs) And now you're saying what's good, yeah. No, that's a... Aaron, yeah, he's not a stupid or naive kind of a character the thing about Aaron is because I I wanted to look at this like a with a lens I remember on previous watches I had no issues with Aaron as a character Mm -hmm. but I looked up some people's you know I just kind of wanted to see what some people thought and I did see some people who are frustrated with Aaron and I could see where that could happen because it's always frustrating when things really are popping off and you feel like you have a character that's not necessarily doing everything they could do to circumvent the situation. But the thing I really picked up on this time watching with Aaron is that Aaron is one, an obviously passive guy who is being steamrolled by Joseph's personality. Like, mm-hmm. Joseph is so overbearing and intimidating personality-wise that I think Aaron just doesn't really know how to handle or react to that. It's just, it's too much. And he really kind of allows himself to be 
pressured into maybe doing things that he otherwise wouldn't do. Case in point is having one final drink with Joseph when he wanted to leave. He really Mm -hmm. allows Joseph to, you know, overpower him and overtake him. And he's too passive to say, no, I want to leave. And so he has a drink with him. Mm -hmm. Two, Aaron has, I don't think Aaron has any friends. I think Aaron is another version of obviously he is not not at all who joseph is as a person but i think that aaron can relate to being a lonely person because not once does aaron talk to a friend call a friend in another situation he would be confiding about the situation that he had with a friend he doesn't Mm -hmm. he only ever talks to his camera he doesn't have anybody it doesn't seem like he has anybody else to talk to and you can see that there are times in this movie where it actually seems like they are building a friendship and it seems like Aaron is enjoying it especially when they go when they find the stream like yeah that was a good moment there's some camaraderie there it actually seems like Aaron's kind of enjoying the feeling that he gets with Joseph because Joseph is so loving and like Mm -hmm. so attentive and so I don't think that Aaron has people in his life like that and third i think that he is too willing to give people the benefit of the doubt because throughout it all he is is just kind of willing to say oh well he's just a creepy guy he's just a weird guy Mm -hmm. and he doesn't ever allow himself to think well what if this guy is violent like what if this guy is really a bad person which is not his fault he has no evidence to say that Joseph is a killer or, you know, could do worse. He doesn't have, even when he talks to Joseph's sister, she doesn't ever explicitly say, like, my brother's going to hurt you. She just says, like, mm-hmm. hey, he's not well kind of a thing. Yeah. He doesn't really have any evidence to say Joseph could do worse than just be a creepy, lonely guy who takes things too far. And I think Mm -hmm. as a result, he allows himself to give too many chances, too many benefits of the doubt. And that's what fucks him up in the end. He's just too trusting because he doesn't have anybody else to put that trust in. Yeah. And he puts it in a serial killer like fucked (laughs) up. But, you know, it's just the way that it is yeah no i agree i i really agree with the second point too of just like yeah there is no proof or evidence through any of this that aaron has anybody else mm-hmm. currently right now and um so going in under the guise that this guy is just by himself fending for himself doing everything solo yeah it does kind of make sense that he'd amuse the idea of some camaraderie um somewhere down the line um, but I do like that even with that subtext, he still handles a lot of the situation with at least a little bit of an air of caution because he just knows that he is in a strange situation. This is a very unusual thing that he's agreed to partake in. Um, and so I do think that he is erring on the side of caution for that reason, which is good, which is good. Yeah. Which is kind of. which is kind of all he can do at this point in time because he is at a disadvantage. Yeah, like he's in this person's home. Like he's at least up until the drink portion, he's locked in for the day. Like he's Mm -hmm. paid the day rate. So he's he's on he's at work. Like he's working while doing this. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think now, granted, because of the way that this movie was made, um, I wonder like when they shot what scenes, like what order the scenes were in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I do think that having the bathtub scene be the first thing <laughs> that he does on the job outside of being just fucking weird and hilarious is so good for the tension of the story. Like it's such a good plot move mm-hmm. because what a thing to ask a stranger that you just met to do for you. It's tubby and time. And then <laughs> have a little have a little tubby time with you and then subject them to this full reenacting of you like washing your theoretical child that we find out isn't even actually a real child yeah. later on doesn't exist that's wild yeah here yeah first of all i don't know if i've ever mentioned this before Toot- calling toes tootsies bleh, makes me <laughs> sick jail <laughs> immediately jail for anybody i don't know what it is about that but it like makes my skin crawl i think that the dad in the first saw movie also calls his daughter's toes tootsies and that's the first time i ever heard that and i knew (laughs) and that was when i knew (laughs) that it would not it just wasn't gonna work but yeah he's and that's the thing about it is what are you as as aaron (laughs) what you have presumably in front of you is a person who is going to die and is grieving the child that they will never be able to potentially never be able to meet and it's so fucking weird like this situation that you've just been thrust into that you didn't even know because he doesn't know when he gets there why he's going to be filming this guy and it's like you can't make that person feel bad you can't because it's such a horrible situation that they are potentially going to be going to and it's like everybody grieves in different ways Were you going to say like oh the way you're grieving is really weird mm-hmm. you can't you just have to sit there and kind of grin and bear it but yes it's a fact that he is pantomiming a child <laughs> and like not because you would think it starts and you're thinking oh he's just going to keep talking to the camera nope he (laughs) picks a pretend kid up puts him in the bath does all this stuff with him every motion of tubby time (laughs) every single thing like counts his toes and is doing all this and i oh my god i wish there was just another camera on there so we could see aaron's face (laughs) obviously we can't because he's the only one with the camera but yeah it's it's so strange and it's so odd and it's the first instance that you get where you see that joseph has a tendency to take things too far because well you see two things for each character you see that joseph has that tendency because he kind of alludes to this feeling of maybe it's not even worth it maybe i should end it now kind of thing and then he sinks into the tub but you also see that aaron once again is a little passive he's not as aggressive as you would maybe think a person in this situation would be because Mm -hmm. i think for some people they'd say i would rush there immediately aaron's a little slow with his reaction true to someone saying i want to die and then like falling into sinking into the water and sure the way he does it though (laughs) 
the way he does it, like, yes, hearing us talk about it, you'll have an idea of it. Like, yeah, bro, save him. But the way it happens in real time, I don't necessarily blame how long he took. Yeah. Like, I felt, for me, I felt like the moment of true concern, when that moment hit, I think he moved. Like, for me, as the mm-hmm. audience watcher, I was like, is this man going to drown himself? The moment that thought crossed my mind is when Aaron finally was like, okay, let me let me check to see what this guy is yeah. doing. Yeah, well, and also Joseph's, like, nostrils were not even that far into the tub. Like, he obviously mm-hmm. wasn't, like, he was breathing. He was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, that's true. But at this, but yeah, it's like Aaron is a little bit, in certain he's, situations, he it takes him. He's much more of a thinker. He like mm-hmm. he has to assess situations, which is totally fine. But I do think yeah. it makes it where he doesn't react maybe as quickly or as aggressively as maybe other people would in this situation because he's just not. It's not his nature. He's not a confrontational mm-hmm. person, and so that's not his first instinct to be like, "Hey." Or like he he's much more of an observer, which makes sense mm-hmm. because that's what he's there for. Yeah, especially people who work like behind the camera too. I think there's definitely a tendency there to be able to kind of disconnect yourself from whatever's happening mm-hmm. in front of the camera. Now, I would have <laughs> been like, nah, bro. <laughs> he's like, all right, you want to hit the tub. But given the circumstances, <laughs> given the circumstances that were given, I'm sure that... Um, Joseph probably could have talked to most people that he paid a thousand dollars to moments before to come video record him. Well, um, yeah, because it's like I got the thousand dollars in my hand. In my hand, like I'm on the job. But like that that's what I mean, is like the that aspect of just like I'm here, I'm here to film this thing. This isn't about me. Um I'm honestly replaceable here. Like somebody else could hold this camera, but I'm here do your thing i think a lot of crew people could probably understand that feeling um so and even with aaron i honestly get the vibe from just his character and the way that he moves through the space that he seems to be a guy who's worked some weird fucking jobs over Mm -hmm. his time yeah he he needs he's a he's he he gets hired for independent jobs basically he alludes to some money problems. So yeah, mm-hmm. he seems like the kind of guy who's like, yeah, I'll pick up this job. How much does it pay? Yeah, whatever. Like, and it doesn't exactly. matter what the job is. He's like, all right, I got to film this guy in a tub for 30 minutes for $1,000. Fuck it, dude. dude like, I, I, <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm good. I bring rubber duckies. I'd say, you want a bubble bath? <laughs> if, if I had $1,000 straight up front, like, obviously, yeah, it'd be really freaking weird. Especially uh-huh. when you walk in and and when he first walked in, I was trying to, I was like, is there, do we see penis in this movie? Do we, do we, see we don't, but it felt like we were going to. Cause yeah, he yeah. walks in while he's taking his pants down. We see, we do see Bush, but we do not see <laughs> dick. No, we do not see full peen. <laughs> full peen does not make an appearance. Um, and I'll also give him this for how weird this scene is. Um, coming from an improv background. My guy's got great space work. The spit it's very good. I especially when he lays the baby, quote unquote, on his chest and he's like mm-hmm. rubbing his head. <laughs> this guy's it's, space work is on point. I give it to him. It's pretty good. And that's why I was like, ah, that's where that comedy <laughs> background came in. <laughs> 
Like he knew how to hold a fake baby. He, I give it to him. He, he, he truly, truly did. He really did. So we go from that. We go from fake baby um, mm-hmm. to Peach Fuzz. To Peach Fuzz. We meet Peach Fuzz, which is a werewolf mask, but like a full head mask. And then you pull it over your head. And there's a whole song and dance for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which had to have been fully made up on the spot. Improv immediately. The, the first two lines rhyme, which kudos to him for that. Because at first you could say, oh, maybe this is a legit song. But nah, it's it's made up. And if it's not, that's unfortunate because it's not great. <laughs> it sounds made up. <laughs> it sounds really on the spot. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm glad this happened. Your buddy, you're going to love this. So uh, Peach Fuzz is the friendly wolf. And uh, my dad created him, and he actually used to have this great kind of song that Peach Fuzz sings for little kids. Hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. I might look like I eat you up, but I'm as friendly as a rabbit, and I'd make a very good friend. Peach Fuzz, I am here. And there's nothing to fear. <sighs> what do you think, buddy? Uh, yeah, that that song, while listening to it in the movie, I'm like, is this man making up this song on the spot, like, right now? Yeah. Like, right this second? And knowing that a lot of this movie was improvised, I now wouldn't be surprised if that take was him making up all of those lyrics on the spot. Yeah, it's like whose line is it anyway when they like have Mm -hmm. to make up the songs like that's basically yeah what he's doing. He makes up this whole song. Well, he makes up this song and the story about the mask. And um, that's another moment where it's it's like, okay, that feels much more normal. Like that, although strange, the mask is creepy in a different situation that feels much more normal like it's like okay yeah he has this thing that he wants to share with this kid that his dad shared with him and Mm -hmm. so you're like all right i'm i'm tracking like he just he does a good job of going back and forth for long enough between strange and unusual and like okay this makes much more sense and i can get along with this where aaron is 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 on board. And I think even when we get to the point where Aaron is like ready to leave, mm-hmm. he's weirded out by the pictures, right? Like he's still obviously is weirded out. As you should be. As he should be because. Because that is red flags every single pick. And that's, every picture and that's with a red another flag. time though where I'm like, Aaron, you sure as shit do not pay attention to anything around you because <laughs> some of those pictures that Joseph took, he was like, basically on Aaron's back, like Mm -hmm. paparazzi shots where he could see like the hairs on Aaron's arms and he didn't see him at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, bro, (laughs) not to snatch a victim blame, but you gotta look. You gotta (laughs) look around. around, (laughs) (laughs) You gotta look around. That's fair. That is fair. And also how quickly he loses track of Joseph every time Joseph runs (laughs) off too. (laughs) He's like, 
Man is gone in an instant. <laughs> Just nowhere to be found. The way that you would think that Joseph was the Flash, the way that Aaron's <laughs> like, whoa, but he's not. He like is slipping and sliding up this like leafy hill trying to get behind these trees. And once again, yeah, Aaron's just kind of like, what? What's what are you doing? What's happening? And so mm-hmm. loses sight of him where I would have been like, I got to follow this guy because I don't want him running away from me. Yeah, not not this guy. Not this one. Not him. Anybody but him. <laughs> <laughs> now, through through these like kind of moments right throughout this day of him of him filming um, Joseph. Uh, we do, like you said, get a lot of back and forth, right? We get the, uh, this guy's kind of strange. However, at the same time, he's actually pretty calm and collected when he wants to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's very down to earth and grounded in the moments when he knows he's being weird. He does a great job of being like, oh, that was weird, wasn't it? My bad. Yeah. And then he gives you the reason why it was weird. It's like, I only did that because this, this, and this, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I took pictures of you because I'm nervous around people mm-hmm. and you know, it makes me feel better to you know, at least know who's going to be here. And like, it's a fine enough explanation that you don't excuse how weird the thing he did was, but it, he justifies it enough where you could probably move on from it. Yeah. Um, which I think is the case for Aaron through a lot of this. Um, granted, all the way up until the drink, which again, shout out to that shot because that shot is fantastic. I love what they yes. did with that scene. Super great, really creepy. And a- I'm glad, like, I, cause I think that there's a couple different covers. There's like that one, and I think there's one where he like is wearing peach fuzz and the light is like, or it's kind of like blurry or something. I really love this one though, where he's at the top mm-hmm. of the stairs. Cause I just think it, it's just like it makes so much sense for his character. It's an awesome shot anyway, and it's it's the creepiest one of the creepiest moments because it's the moment where I do think that things switch. Yeah, that is definitely the shift there. And what's nice is we get the cinematic version of the shift between um, just the, the visuals that we're seeing on screen. Um, and then very soon after, we get the emotional switch, too, with all the characters as well. Uh, but what I did love um, about that scene outside of the visual aspect of it is I love how quickly he goes from ominous back to normal. Yeah. Like once he agrees to come inside, it's like it's so dark, brooding and ominous when he's like, come in for a drink. No, you should come in for a drink. I'm telling you, let's celebrate the day. Come in for a drink. You're really, really tense. And he's not moving. All you see is him in silhouette. Yeah. It's it's fucking scary. But then the moment Aaron's like, all right, I'll have a drink. He's like, okay, cool. And he like runs he's up like, the stairs like a little yay. kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, good. And he's super excited. And he then he pulls on Aaron's issues and says, you need money. I have money. And like he's 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 buttering him up. He's continuously like he knows exactly he can feel when Aaron is pulling away. And you're right. He knows how to pull him back in. And for him, he's thinking, okay, I'm gonna offer him some money. And mm-hmm. maybe earlier that would have worked, but Aaron's like, 
nah, I'm ready nah, to go. Dude. Which it's like the day is done. So he's basically like, it's true. He's like, my job is, I was supposed to be here for a day. It's been a day, dog. Like I gotta yeah. go <laughs> kind of a thing, which is true. And so then Joseph decides to switch tactics a little bit. And mm-hmm. he kind of pulls Aaron in again by saying, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anybody, but you have to turn the cam- camera off. So he he feeds on his um, curiosity because Aaron's mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. And he tells this tale that is a lie. Mm-hmm. I just want to preface that this is a lie, but trigger warning because it mentions sexually assaulting. Um, his, Joseph mentions sexually assaulting his wife. However, we learn that he doesn't have a wife. Uh, everything he says is a lie. So like, yeah. you know, but still um, just wanted to warn you guys. But yeah, basically he tells the story um, about his wife being into animal porn and which I was like, dude, <laughs> it's just because we find out later this is one thing that i think he was telling the truth about he says later on that he got into acting and he Mm -hmm. like wanted to do acting but he couldn't get into it because it wasn't real life i do think that that's true and i think that he decided it's better it's more fun when the other person doesn't know you're acting kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and that's why he likes to do these characters with his different uh victims but yeah but still i was like this is so specific like everything about it was (laughs) so specific because he's like the internet was bogged down it's animal porn and it's not me and so basically he says that he got the peach fuzz mask to to like have sex with his wife to i guess kind of prove that she was the one that was into animal porn because she was denying it but then also Mm -hmm. satisfy her but the whole thing is that he pretends to leave and then breaks back into the house wearing the mask, ties her up, has sex with her, and then leaves again. And mm-hmm. so he's playing. He's saying that she never knew it was him. She always mm-hmm. thought it was a stranger. So he tells the story, and then after that, Aaron's like, "Yeah, I'm Aaron's done. ready to jump out the window." He's like, "I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta right, go the fuck right now. Right now. Yeah. Which, yeah." Yeah. Yeah. It's time. It's been time to go. It's been. Yeah. I, I listen to the story off the clock, my guy. Fuck <laughs> yeah. this noise. Can I get, get my, my bonus? Home. <laughs> I'm going to need another thousand for that, my guy. Thanks. So, yeah. So, uh, obviously, that Aaron's all the way fucked up, which is another thing that it's like, okay, yeah. I think for a lot of people, that would have been. Some people may have clocked out earlier, but I think for many people that would have been the thing where they were like, yeah, that's too far. Like this, Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. And Aaron is feeling that way, but his keys are gone. Yeah. And I love the way that this whole like situation plays out with the keys. I agree. And I agree. Once again. I think it was really smart of them to have this kind of a setting where it's up in the mountains. It's a place that he is unfamiliar with. And it's already scary enough to be driving from a place that like, you're not familiar with. But then to say, okay, I can't drive. Like, what is he going to do? Walk in the dark yeah. in the mountains? <laughs> I mean, 
mean. And this guy has an axe. <laughs> my guy has an axe. And it's like, yeah, he could. But ideal circumstances, that is not at the top of the list. And also, mm-hmm. still up until this point, Joseph hasn't been violent. He has been creepy, inappropriate. And he is now getting to the point where he's scaring Aaron. But I think to a certain degree, Aaron still feels in control of the situation where he's like, Joseph can't hurt, is not going to hurt me. He can't like Mm -hmm. get an upper hand. However, he can force me to stay here because I can't find my fucking keys kind of a thing. Yeah. And he just doesn't want to stay there. He's like ready. He's just sick of it. Mm-hmm. But that that's another instance where I loved the motivations and character choices from the Aaron character because he he clocks all of that stuff very quickly. Like he assesses his situation and he knows that he is in danger, but there are certain elements that are outside of his control, right? Mm-hmm. So the he still the the tail that was told was enough that that Mm -hmm. broke him out of of this he's like i gotta go and now given his circumstances of not having his keys he's kind of trapped there so what does he do he gets more charismatic than we've seen him for the entire movie Mm -hmm. he's like you know what joseph you're right it's probably not a good idea for me to go home you know let's let's hang out let's have another drink let's relax let's kick it you know what let me make you feel at ease right now he uses joseph's own tactics against him and in that moment, somehow now we don't get to see it. And I think the sequencing of it could be weird of when he drugged when he drugged Joseph or like slipped it into his drink. But one thing that you can very clearly see, which is a great um, choice, um, just visually, is like when he pours them both drinks, he comes back. He has a teeny tiny little baby shot mm-hmm. for himself and then a full fucking glass of whiskey for Joseph. And without knowing that he was going to do anything else to try and put this guy out, that was enough to subtly tell me that he's aware of his situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I will say you do see him put the drugs in the drink. Oh, you do see it. You You, do see it. Okay. What they don't show you is he had obviously, he had already pre-crushed them at some point. Mm. So it's really fast, but you do see him sprinkle something into Okay, Joseph's drink. It's super quick. I just quick. missed it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. super quick. Because obviously he's in the background. Joseph is in the foreground still trying to record this video to his quote unquote child. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think it kind of plays to something that happened earlier is when they were drinking is they cheers and Joseph didn't drink any Joseph of his didn't whiskey. Drink. <laughs> he didn't drink at all. Not a sip. He's like mm-hmm. puts it to his lips and then brings it back and down. And then just drops it down. <laughs> and I no part of me believes that Aaron wouldn't clock that. Yeah. Like no. you you have to notice that. Yeah. Didn't even touch his tongue. He he didn't try and play it <laughs> off a single a single inch. He even tried the fucking over the shoulder just on the <laughs> ground <laughs> tactic. <laughs> He's like ah just clear as day. I'm not gonna delicious. Drink this. I love whiskey. Tasty tasty. <laughs> that burns. Uh, Um, but um you know right after this we get the phone call which is a little deus ex machina for me of like she calls right then Mm -hmm. in that moment to give all this information yeah and that aaron would answer it like i i would just if i I, good for him for answering it because obviously he got the answers that he needed but 
I would have just silenced his phone. Like yeah. I would never answer it because who did? I mean, I guess he just assumes that it. Or I he he thinks it's because he does because Joseph says his wife's name is Angela, but that's actually mm -hmm. his sister. So maybe maybe he saw her name pop up. Yeah, I was gonna say like if there's some sort of caller ID that yeah. he saw Angela, then. I can forgive that. Yeah, like, I guess I fine. would answer and I'd say, can you come get your fucking husband? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he is kidnapping me right now. Yeah. Please SOS and help. Help um, me. Granted, that was, it was a little convenient for the character, but I do think it definitely helped move the plot along, so I didn't mind it that much. Um, and then the confrontation that they have uh, when he runs down the stairs and then he meets Joseph, who is blocking the door, wearing the peach fuzz mask. You talked about this a little mm -hmm. bit earlier, but that is also a great scene in, yeah. in terms of just tension, in terms of fear, because not only do we have the buildup now here to support this scene, but now we don't really know who Joseph is. Like, we never really did, but now we truly have no clue, not clue. Who, this, mm -hmm. who this guy is. And then the choice to have them do their conflict off screen and then cut to later on, mm -hmm. I thought was fucking brilliant. I think it's great because that's another thing where it's like two Aaron's or from Aaron's perspective. And now it feels like Joseph really was just trying to scare him. It almost feels like it was all just a big fucky like fuck you almost yeah from joseph to someone that he wanted to bring in and mess with for the day i feel like having it play out the way because joseph even asked him he's like are you just trying to scare me or i'm sorry aaron asked joseph that and joseph says yes and so mm -hmm. you still have this element of like what was it all for but you paid me so were you just trying to mess with me? Like, was that what the project really was? Mm -hmm. I will say one moment that I do think that Aaron did make a mistake is by letting Joseph know that he knew. Because he could have yeah. kept playing it off. And I yeah. don't quite get why, why he would say, I know you have problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you say that to somebody? <laughs> like... Especially somebody who you don't trust and you're afraid <laughs> yeah. of at the moment. It's not the best look to just give your entire hand. Yeah. Be like, look. I talked to your sister. I talked to your sister. Everything you're trying to do here, none of it's going to work. I know everything. He still has the axe, bruh. He has the axe. And he's... You're in his house, bruh, bruh. And Joseph still believed that they were kind of on you know the same team he was still yeah. playing into this idea of him and aaron being buddy pals like i would use that because if if his if someone's sister called me and said just get out of the house leave don't talk to them anymore boy <laughs> i never walked that fast like okay so honestly say less to me right now but and honestly, when I see them, no, they will be my best friend because yeah. I do not want to upset this person now. Now yeah. that I have confirmation that this shit is weird, let me keep them as calm, cool, and collected as humanly possible as for humanly. as long as possible. Ooh, I would be sitting there. I would sit there and say, let's make friendship bracelets. <laughs> do you have beads? <laughs> <All night>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got some string and some beads. Let's do it. Because, yeah, I would... I would not have let him know what was going on. Of course, yeah, you're right. It 
it's okay in the moment. It's it leads to what we see is Aaron left. He's back yeah, home. He, he's fine. He got yeah, his he car got away. towed. Yeah, got away. But um, I will, but before you go into the butt, I will say though that I thought that was so cool because that is something that you really do not see very often, mm-hmm. where someone's in the situation and then you go into the basically the epilogue of it, but it is still deep in the movie like we this isn't like the like okay and now this happened like this is like the last fourth Mm -hmm. or third of the movie is what happens after yeah and honestly this almost feels scarier because you you're back to safety you made it home Mm -hmm. this is the safe place where you're like everything's great but now that is infiltrating your safe space. Like what you thought you left behind, you thought you were successful, you got out, everything's everything's sweet, everything's cute. No, because we quickly find out that he, not only is just Joseph have Aaron's address, he's still sending him things. He, um, that house didn't belong to him. Like, mm-hmm. like Aaron, all the information Aaron thought he knew for Joseph is all inaccurate. So what can you do with that? Because now you just have this person that you can't identify, can't find. But he mm-hmm. knows everything you told him was true, though. So he knows yeah. everything about you and he knows where you live. So yeah. what now? Exactly. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking terrifying but amazing setup. Because that's such a it's such a fucked situation to be in. And I love that they included the phone call um, after he's received a couple packages. Uh, he's finally like, OK, too much. I'm going to call the police like screw this. I love that we really get to get a glimpse into how hopeless his situation actually and really is. And it made me kind of scared in general about the idea of like having a stalker right Mm -hmm. because he calls and he's like hey i am afraid for my safety i have this person knows where i live is sending me things um i don't know what to do but he has no information on this person so the whosoever he's calling is like well what do you want us to do Mm -hmm. like you there's not we can't start anything because you don't have any information And you can't help but be frustrated for Aaron because clearly he's in danger. He needs help. And and we've kind of established now that he doesn't really have like a safety net of people to go to for this. Mm-hmm. But you can't really fault the police department because he doesn't have anything to give them. Yeah. He has given them nothing to work with. He has nothing. He has a first name that's probably fake. And mm-hmm. like literally that's it. And then and, he has and what he looks like. And, and what he looks like. And then he has the things that he's been sent. And mm-hmm. even with that, he says, because they ask him, they say, is this like a violent situation? And he says, it's creepy. Like it's scaring mm-hmm. me kind of a thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, what can we really do with that? And that is just something that is unfortunately a truth. It is hard Many times people are, even with evidence, even with more information, people can't do anything about having stalkers, which is why so many of those situations end, unfortunately, because there are all these things that you have to know, have to have evidence and proof of, and sometimes it's not taken seriously or you don't have enough, or 
even if you do, what you are receiving is a restraining order, a piece of paper that says, hey, you can't come in however many like yards or feet of me. Mm-hmm. But that still has to be taken seriously by the other person. Because even say yeah. say that Aaron was successful. Say he got a restraining order of some sort. Because he can't do any... Like, he has no evidence against Joseph to have the police be like, oh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll arrest him for sending you a locket. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. we can't... They couldn't do anything besides maybe give him a restraining order. But still... There's not much you can call the police and you can say, hey, he's here. But like you still are relying on them getting there in time. You have you're relying on like Joseph taking that restraining order seriously. It's not Mm -hmm. as much protection as you would love for it to be. And that's just like a shitty situation when it comes to Mm -hmm. stalkers. Yeah, it's super shitty. And it's especially shitty for a character of Aaron because now we're in this place of like well what do we do mm-hmm. because clearly joseph has not done with the situation even if aaron is mm-hmm. and as time goes on it gets progressively worse right we get to the point where joseph is at aaron's house mm-hmm. um another great shot him just <laughs> looking through the door yeah that's um, that's great and i love the lead up to that where Aaron's in bed and he hears a little noise. He's like, and then he keeps talking and then he hears a bigger noise. And I love it. He's like, lights, lights. lights. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, 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 none of this. None of this. All the lights. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how, how he did not notice Joseph. I will let slide because uh, my man's was straight posing in that doorway for the <laughs> longest period of time. Um, why he never went back and checked the tape of that evening yeah. is beyond me. Yes. That, However. <laughs> that's, a, that's a frustration I have with found footage movies in general is it's like, check the tape. Like, yeah. check the footage. Was, <laughs> and honestly, saying it out loud now, he doesn't he not have all of this footage of Joseph to technically use as evidence? Yeah, um, and that's the thing. That's what I mean. It's like he, he has the way he has him on camera. And yeah. so he could take that to the police and say, this is what this man looks like. Find him. Mm-hmm. That his, he gave me this name, but it's probably not real. Like he could at mm-hmm. least give them that. But still, like I said, but still, it still, end, so it still ends the same can, way. Yeah, there's only so yeah, much you can do. And way. Joseph would have said, bitch, a restraining order. Do you think I give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still coming through your window, sniffing your hair, I'm baby. Let's here. go. Meet me in the park, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, I, I mean, since you brought it up, let, let's just talk about the park and kind of the ending bit, too. Leading up to it, I think that the videos being sent was a really good idea and it was a smart move. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a great way to, one, give us background about this character a little bit, um, a little bit more towards his motivation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, two, it serves as a great plot device to keep Aaron involved in this situation because... I'll admit there's enough intriguing shit on these videos that if I was in Aaron's shoes, I would watch every one that got sent to me. Oh, I watch him. I need to know what's going on. Exactly. Like every time he got sent, he got sent another another disc. I did not fault him for wanting to watch it because how could you not? Mm-hmm. Like you like you need to know. And the last one that gets him to go to the park, yes, 
I agree to people who will fault him for the choice to go to the park based on that. It's very easy for us to be like, nah, I'd say fuck that noise and I wouldn't go. I think Aaron's reasoning for wanting to go and the precautions that he kind of puts up for himself Mm -hmm. are grounded enough that I believe his choice. Um, It's just unfortunate that he had to be a good guy in that moment and couldn't just be like, peace out. I'm good. I don't need I don't need <laughs> hey, this last goodbye with yeah. you. Like I'm I'm good. Yeah. It's one of those the one thing that I think was pretty clever about it was having the meet in a park because I think by having a public public places get kind of gassed up very often for being safe, for saying, Well, I'm mm-hmm. meeting them in a public place, so everything's everything's cool. Which is true to a certain degree. And so it's presented as that. It's, hey, I'll meet you in this park. It's out here. Everybody can see us during the day. And Mm -hmm. there's a feeling of safety in that. There's like, yeah, okay, 11 a.m., cute. The sun will be up. I'll be in the park. There will be other people around. And I think that there is, there can be a full sense of security in that because shit happens in public places all the time yes Mm -hmm. you're upping the safety factor but not to a hundred percent it's not maximized like it's just you added a little bit and i think that he puts a lot of stock in that because he thinks that why would he do something there right like why would he do something there he could have done something to me at my house he could have done Mm -hmm. something to me at his house he didn't so why would he do something there and also I think you're really seeing Aaron in a state where he is still kind of acting acting as though there's redemption to Joseph. And I think he's still mm-hmm. really holding on to some bits of him that he saw that day. And mm-hmm. he's like, I saw a good person there and maybe that person is just lonely and acting out and like maybe I can talk to them and get them to stop because at the end of the day Aaron doesn't know if Joseph's ever going to stop and maybe this is his best shot to say to get this to hey, end. can you not <laughs> like break into my house and like leave me things you know there I think he's just not He's kind of been put in a position where I think he's exhausted what he would consider his his like support or what he would consider to be the best methods. I think he's gone through all of those. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's just feeling a bit worn down. And once again, Joseph knows exactly what to say to pull on some heartstrings and mm-hmm. make things seem like better than they are. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think Aaron is just a character that that trusts Way too much, which apparently, according to Mark Duplass, is based partially on Patrick, because I guess that's the sort of person Patrick is, is he is too trusting of people. And Mm -hmm. he has said that that has been something that has kind of, you know. Been a downfall for him. Yeah, because he's just always sees the good in people, and and that can be a good thing. But you have to have a moment where you say, okay. I don't think this motherfucker crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I think we maxed them. We maxed out. So, yeah, it's like it's not a smart move by any means. It's Mm -hmm. not. And most people would not do that. But I think for Aaron, he's in his head. 
taken all the precautions that he could take. And so yeah. he's... He th- go ahead. I was going to say, he probably thinks he's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, he thinks he'll be okay. Yeah, he, um, he has been up to this point. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think he's kind of working off of that. It's that feeling that everybody has where it's like, well, I always do this thing. And it's, and it's always worked out. Or like, mm-hmm. well, I always ride the Metro by myself at midnight in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And I mean, I used to do that shit all the time. I used to walk the Mm -hmm. streets of Hollywood at (laughs) 1 a.m. by myself. I I always run to CVS at 2 a.m. to grab ketchup and nothing's ever (laughs) happened to me. (laughs) Like (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, And then I I will say, too, I felt that the story that was told in the last tape from Joseph was honest. I think Mm -hmm. that like. Based on the information that we get about, you know, like you were talking about before, he's an actor. It's not going too well. He only gets certain feelings from having things in real life and all that stuff. All of this tracks with the character of Joseph. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he truly was speaking from the heart there. And that's even more terrifying because this character, although dangerous, is very grounded and rooted in a real human being Mm -hmm. that can pull on real emotions as we see it does with Aaron because he expresses the fact that he's like, look, man, I'm just lonely and sad. Mm -hmm. And I think like as a grown adult, you can sympathize with those feelings, especially if you are also an individual who is kind of lonely and potentially kind of sad. Like you will. You'll relate to that. You will relate to that. Um, and so it, it's for that reason that I don't fault him too much for actually going. Um, granted, I think put in the same situation, you could probably talk me into meeting that person again. It would not be on their terms, though. I think right. that's really where he fucked up. And I know he didn't have like a way to like be like, hey, can we change the address? To blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, I know that there wasn't any course for that. Um, but that would have been the deal breaker for me personally. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going under your terms. Like, if we're doing this, gonna be in my location around my people mm-hmm. somewhere i'm familiar with like yeah you've had you've had your fun yeah or some i would have just figured out some way where i and i get he has no it he has no one in his life but mm-hmm. i would have figured something out where i had something. someone with me just yeah. watching as backup and you know what once again aaron if you don't use your peripherals my guy if you don't <laughs> open up those eyes yeah what yeah. and that's another thing is it's like he is just so his guard is immediately down he says all this he's like i got this i got the police on speed dial i'm filming you joseph i've got you on camera like saying all these things like he's mm-hmm. been planning he's plotting he's the he's the cia the fbi <laughs> and he like rolls up like he's james bond like in his trench coat <laughs> he's like oh yeah i got him and then plops down on a bench, <laughs> kicks his legs up and just chills, stares at the water and thinks, wow, <laughs> what a beautiful lake. <laughs> Two minutes of lake time. This man is absolutely lounging. Forgot about every care in the world. <laughs> Forgot why he was there. He's like, damn, why didn't I come to this park again? Like not a single time does this man look around being like, hey, I wonder, I wonder where yeah. Joseph he is. Does, like, he, he does once when he hears a chainsaw, <laughs> which yes but then yeah yeah, he's like oh okay it's someone else chainsawing and then just is like wow what a wonderful world (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
sits there to his fucking demise as Joseph in a full 30 hour performance, not only puts on a mask, pulls an ax out and then in broad daylight, just whacks this man in the head. Um, I will appreciate the fact that immediately after that, right, it it cuts to from the video ish. Mm -hmm. And then we get like now it's Joseph talking to the camera, which I thought was cool. Um, I when that happened, I was actually curious. I was like, is the movie going to just end Mm -hmm. on that or are we going to get a little bit more afterwards? Like who's going to see this tape? Yada, yada, yada. And I did like that we go with the choice of Joseph is the one who's talking. I love that the first thing Joseph says is like, man, this was all really great, but why didn't you turn around? Yeah, yeah. he even <laughs> says, he's like, hey, that was really smart what you did until you sat down and didn't turn around. Like, why wouldn't you turn around? Like, why and wouldn't I'm you like, do that? honestly, Joseph, I'm asking myself the same question. Because, <laughs> yeah, Joseph is, has time to, like, put peach fuzz on. He's basically doing like Patrick Bateman's it, hip to be square, <laughs> like a routine from American mm-hmm. Psycho behind Aaron. And yeah, like we said, Aaron is just, I mean, I hope he had a great thought before he got axed <laughs> before in the Before he head. had no more thoughts. <laughs> the, the, this man had enough time to like line, line up the up. shot too. <laughs> He did. He did like one safe, one safety swing just yeah. to be like, all right. This is the right angle. All right, cool, 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 he cool, cool. Let's do it. And I'm like, you didn't even see his shadow though. Like nothing. You didn't see the arc when he did his practice swing. Not a damn thing. Aaron, but I, I, you <laughs> need to get them eyes checked. <laughs> something's not. Something's not computing. But hey, we we get that. That happens. R.I.P. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we know, and we get the. I think he's dead. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's dead. But again, this is a trilogy, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know how this how this system <laughs> of movies works. But I I do like that we get that last little bit to essentially get the villain monologue, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the yeah, no, I do this all the time. Look at my collection of people I've done mm-hmm. this to. Um, this is. This is a Tuesday for me. I I enjoyed that there was a cycle to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm happy that it wasn't a one-time instance where he just picked Aaron and was like, okay, you are my muse for this big project that I'm going to do. I like that this is a thing that he is regularly done. Mm -hmm. Not that it's a good thing, but just in terms of like for character motivation, like I'm glad that this wasn't the first time he's done this. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought there was a cool reveal too at the end. I thought that it really brought the story full circle. And yeah, I thought that for a low budget found footage, this told a very succinct, specific story that was very easy to keep track of. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed that the found footage aspect of it wasn't this, it wasn't like this separate property of the movie. I think it really aided the movie. I think the plot characters and the way it was shot all worked in tandem together, not against each other, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, and the filming always made sense because we've mentioned this before. Why do you keep filming? Makes sense mm-hmm. in this movie because there are some times when Aaron is not the one filming, Joseph is, and it makes mm-hmm. sense that those times Aaron would not want to be filming. Um, the only times maybe that it's like, eh, is when Joseph is knocked out and 
mm-hmm. and Aaron. Oh, or no. So at that time, it's like on the table. So it's like filming them. But then there's a point. It's when Joseph's sister calls and Aaron brings the camera in the bathroom the with me. With, or bathroom yeah. with me. I'm tripping. <laughs> in the bathroom with him that I would say, eh. But that's like the only time when I was like, that's plot contrived. And But I mean, that whole scene it, the whole scene is because I, I do wonder, like, that is one thing that I wish I knew a little bit more about is because it's like, yes, we do see that this is something that he does all the time. He is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And his sister is calling him. Does Why? she call him often? Yeah. Does he ever pick up? She knows that he's sick, but she doesn't know that he. It doesn't seem like based on the phone call that she knows that he's a killer right she doesn't know that he's a killer but she definitely knows that he is dangerous enough that she tells Aaron you need to get up and go she definitely doesn't know where her brother is like Mm -hmm. she doesn't know his whereabouts but I did just think it was that was one thing where it's like why is she calling and would he have answered I assume Mm -hmm. probably not but I, I don't know. It's just, it, it, like you said, it's, it's there to move the plot along. It's there for us to find out more stuff about Joseph. But I do wonder if we maybe could have found that stuff out maybe in a slightly different way. And also, we get one final freaking jump scare. Oh, yeah. That also pissed me off because I'm like, <laughs> that Y'all one was had me. fully <laughs> unnecessary. I was like, I because I I love everything else about the ending. I love when he's talking and he says all that stuff, and he and I do think he truly means that. I do think he really did like Aaron, like mm-hmm. I because he obviously gets obsessed with the people that he's killing, and I do think there's something about Aaron and the. I imagine he's had other people who were not as trusting and not as nice as him, and I think that he really liked that about Aaron. And I'm with it. I'm in it. And then they did the jump scare. He gets up in the camera and he screams. And I'm like, for what? Why (laughs) would you do that? Like, why would you do that? (laughs) Character wise, why would you just go up and scream into the camera? Like, yeah, that that, that part did not make any sense. Just outside of the we need it for needing it's sake Mm -hmm. and then for me as well the whole story with the wife it being a lie right Mm -hmm. the story that plot point is difficult for me because it works in terms of making you feel very unsettled about joseph Mm -hmm. it works to that degree but at the same time it is a sexual assault story that Mm -hmm. is fictional and still within the context of this movie and it's just like it it would be so easy to swap that out with some other tale yeah you know what i mean yeah no i agree because i thought avi i had forgotten what the story was and Mm -hmm. and i think it makes sense for him to say i have a wife i have a family because it immediately makes joseph kind of trust in him because he's like oh he's a family man but yeah when he was telling the story at first i was like oh yeah he was into animal porn and it was like a thing for him and he started cheating on his wife. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Like, that's immediately I was like, oh, yeah, that's the story. And the, not is not. But for some reason, I remembered it that way. And I feel like it could have very easily been something to that degree. Like, yeah. maybe he did that. Maybe he put that on and he would go out and he would like just have 
consensual sex with people and mm-hmm. maybe he got like obsessed or, or something like that that would have equally and they could have gotten you know kind of gross with it something that would have creeped Aaron out but I think at that point Aaron would have been creeped out by many things so mm. I agree I don't think it needed to be that didn't need to be the case I don't think at all no it's there it does serve the purpose that it needs to serve um I just think the movie could probably do without it mm-hmm. granted the movie's already made it's, it's been made for a long time so what can you do um, but it was something that I thought, like, once we knew the full scope of the story and everything came into place, I was like, huh, did we really need that then? Yeah. But no, even if he just was into like into that and then because he like jerks off late. He has like a dream about Peach Fuzz and he starts, Peach Fuzz and he starts off. jerking off. That so. could have happened. And that could have been the thing where Aaron was like. I okay, gotta I'm go. Done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could have been sufficient. He held on that shot a little too long. He, he was like, Joseph. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> just, just look go. away. Just get goes out. From Joseph, was... Joseph to Joseph, Joseph, jo- Joseph. And then he goes up to yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. I think that that could have been tweaked a little bit, and it still would have been really, it still would have been fine, especially because like besides the sister, really the only female character we get is completely fictional they could have done anything with her (laughs) anything with her (laughs) she could have had wings and flew to the sun (laughs) and we would have been like sure but yeah i i get what you mean um but yeah still a good movie Mm -hmm. still a good movie that i definitely enjoyed and i'm very excited to find out erica what you think we should rate this movie out um we can rate this movie out of dry pancakes we can rate it out of sewer or what did you say shit water shit water <laughs> rated out of uh werewolf masks um damn dry pancakes it hit dry pancakes? when you said it it kind of hit as like the choice dry pancakes also can i just say when my man was wheezing after he went up the stairs i was like damn why does that sound like me after <laughs> why do i relate to this he was gasping for breath and i mean rightfully so because they had to traverse like 75 stairs just to get up to the house <laughs> that is fair that entirely too many stairs for one household i only have the like, audacity of them not to have an elevator yeah. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> how embarrassing <laughs> uh, okay dry pancakes it is then yeah. yeah uh i can go first if you want mm-hmm. all right erica and homies i think i'm going to rate creep 4.6 out of five dry pancakes uh, this is a really, really good found footage movie. It is simple. Plot is simple. Both of our main characters give a very realistic and believable performance. The plot is interesting enough that it keeps you wanting to watch. And then the reveals of the things that are actually happening in the plot are really good and captivating. And I think that same energy exists throughout the entire movie. Um, I kind of, I honestly started this one thinking I would watch a little bit of it, take a break and then finish it up later. But I ended up being kind of glued to the screen, wanting to watch more. Mm-hmm. So, um, this was a really solid pick. I'm surprised it got under my radar as long as it did, but I'm happy we watched it. Nice. Uh, and honestly, all my cons, I think I already talked about in the episode, so I don't really have any like extra ones to throw mm-hmm. in there. I think what's good is good and what's not good isn't like terrible it just maybe needed like a tweak or so here or there yeah. so 
4.6 out of 5 dry pancakes. All right. I was going to give it 4.5 out of 5 hey, dry pancakes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I like this movie. Like I said, I recommend it. Anytime I see like a post that's like, what's a good found footage movie? I always recommend this movie because I think it's really great. I think that I agree with you. Characters are fascinating and I... I'm always interested to see what they're going to do next. And also there are some really cool shots in this. Um, I think it does a good job of staying away from found footage cliches, especially for 2014 when we were already kind of deep into having a pretty good resurgence of that. I think they do a good job. I will say, according to them, at the time of writing and creating this movie, they both said that the only found footage movie that they had previously seen was The Blair Witch Project. Okay. So which probably helped them kind of keep away from certain things. And I think if you watch it through that lens, this movie really does remind me of the Blair Witch Project in the sense that it's much more of a character study. It's much more about mm -hmm. the relationship between the characters, building up tension and suspense there. And then it has like a big payoff kind of a thing. But throughout that, <laughs> there's not a ton of stuff happening besides the creepiness that's implied throughout the scenario, which I think is it's not going to be some people's cup of tea, just the same way the Blair Witch Project, I think is hard for some people to sit through because it can be boring for some people. I do think this movie kind of falls into that same realm. However, I love movies like that. I think that the acting in this is really good and that both of them do such a great job with their characters that I'm entertained throughout. And same you guys know my cons and that's like those are really the only reason that it's not like a perfect movie for me just because they stuck out to me so much. They irritated me <laughs> enough <laughs> that it, you know, I wish they weren't there um, and then it would have been like a full five out of five. But yeah, mm -hmm. 4.5 dry pancakes. But that is it for Creep Homies. Oh, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed listening to our review and breakdown. Um, I actually have not seen Creep 2, so if that's something that you guys would be interested in, please let us know. I'm definitely going to watch it regardless. But mm -hmm. watch the I did watch the trailer after watching this movie, and it intrigued me. It intrigued mm -hmm. me enough that I was like, yeah, I do kind of want to watch this. <laughs> I do kind of want to. Yeah, no, definitely. So if you guys would be interested in hearing us break that one down, then please let us know. You can talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or you could pop up, show up, and show out in our Discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. Our Discord is just where all the homies, including us, hang out. We talk about all things horror and a few extra little things that we just have a good time conversing in there. So if that sounds like something you guys would be interested in, then please come through. You can also email us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And it's Monday. You know where we're going to be tonight. We're going to be on Twitch. We're going to be fighting for our lives, playing some video games. We're going to be drinking. We're going to be laughing and chit-chatting. And we would love to see you guys there. So if you want to come through and watch that and hang out with some other homies, then the link for our Twitch is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, 
If you would, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can do both on Apple Podcasts, and the more of those we have, the better. Uh, It helps recommend our podcast to more listeners. We also like hearing from you guys, hearing what you're thinking of the episodes, and it just kind of makes us feel good. And so, yeah, if you want to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, we thank you kindly. You can also rate us on Spotify. Just go to our podcast and hit the stars to leave us a sassy little rating. But that's it for us today, homies. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening to our review. And we can't wait to talk to you about the next one next time. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.